24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year for the rest of this period of life that we do not know about with you. Yes? Now, get this relationship yep. right and I promise you, yes. promise you, magic starts happening in your life. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. I so enjoyed the conversation that I had with today's guest, whose name is Mahima. She is an expert in meditation, in teaching healthy mindsets. And a lot of what we talked about today was related to kind of how do you shift your mindset around your own worthiness and what are the practices that kind of help you to do that. Mahima talks about the power of meditation and how it helps you tap into the part of yourself that's more than what you do or what you have in the world. And she also shares her powerful story of overcoming trauma overcoming oppression to build a vibrant life and help tens of thousands of people. It's a really dynamic and rich episode, and I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into the show. I am honored to have Mahima with me on this week's episode. Mahima is Europe's number one self-mastery mentor, mindset trainer, international best-selling author, and award-winning speaker, and the founder of the Mahima Mindset. Mahima shared the stage with Sir Richard Branson, as well as other thought leaders like Les Brown, Kevin Harrington, Lisa Nichols, and Vishen Lakiani. Mahima has done over 10,000 hours of meditation practice and has helped transform the lives of over thousands of people in her world-class personal growth academy, which evolved into what is known today as the Mahima mindset. The Mahima mindset helps people find and live their higher purpose. Mahima was born and brought up in Zimbabwe, but has spent her whole adult life traveling around the world, teaching her unique brand of mindful leadership. I feel incredibly honored to have you here with me today, Mahima. You have done so much in the world. You have shared really impressive stages with impressive people. And I just know that you have so much wisdom to share. So thank you so much for being here with me on the podcast. Thank you for having me here, um, Adia. It's just such a delight and a pleasure to get to spend time with women, first of all, that love you know, empowering each other, um, elevating each other, and 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 just thinking outside of that box of how we can disrupt to create more joy, peace, and love in our lives. So thank you for um, allowing me to be here on this amazing podcast that you do. It's such a beautiful work you're doing in the world. Yes. Awesome. 
Well, I'd love to start our conversation where I start all of my conversations with guests, which is by asking you to share a little bit about your own self-worth journey. Self-worth. It is uh, it is the best gift that you can give yourself Mm. in this world to up level. Yes. And I believe that a lot of our self-worth or lack of it started in our childhood with our condition. Mm. It's generational um, stuff that has been handed down to us. When I work with my students, a lot of people feel like it's just their problem. So like, I really don't love myself. Mm. I, I, I really feel like I don't, uh, you know, stand for my value and or not financially or even on their voice. Or and I feel like they feel like it's their personal problem. And I'm like, no, my mm-hmm. love, this, you, 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 you know, yes, you may have these feelings, but this is shared by millions of women all over the planet, not just in this time frame that you and I are alive right now, but for generations and generations and generations mm-hmm. that have come before you. So understanding where all this messiness is coming from is very much mm-hmm. a pathway to transforming and healing it. When we think it's our own personal problem, we don't actually have the bigger picture view to be able to go into a more rapid transformation of what's happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so my self, you know, worthy journey, I think really started when I had my awakening in India, where I realized that I'm more than just my thoughts and feelings, mm. that that is just mm. a small part of who I am. And who I truly am is something greater, something uh, that words cannot really describe. Uh, you can call it uh, essence, soul, source, God, love, peace. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's something that, that, you know, you come into this world with nothing. You're going to leave with nothing. So mm-hmm. think about that essence that has no real attachment to anything of these external things because you've understood your time here is temporary and you are traveling. You're a traveler, you know, and this body is Mm. a momentary vehicle through which you're traveling through, right? So understanding that you came into this world with nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. This journey between life and death is unknown. And I think there's never Mm -hmm. been a better time in history for people to wake up like, oh yeah, it could all be over in a second, right? This is the reality mm-hmm. anyway, but not the reality that most of us live in. Yeah, we live in the past and future. We don't live in the presence of mm-hmm. how valuable this time is. So I would say my self-worthiness you know, kind of improved when I started to understand and gave myself the power of the now. Gave myself the mm. live in the present moment and not take being in this body for granted. Yes, every mm. single day is a gift that I still get to play in this body and participate in this mm. crazy thing called life, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I see self-worthy. It's loving yourself enough to know who you truly are and focus on it. Yeah, 
Yeah, I love that. And I love that you're sort of talking about connecting to the parts of yourself that are, yourself that is beyond this external, this material, this temporary, and and how that facilitates your ability to play and be in the present and appreciate the experiences that you do have in life. I think one of the things I was getting curious about as you were sharing your own journey is, is how culture influences all of this. Because, you know, so in the U.S., we are very materialistic, capitalistic culture that says what we have and what we do is who we are, right? Those are the sort of predominant messages. And it's harder, I think, for people, though people are doing it, to connect to the parts of themselves beyond what they do, what they produce in the world, what material things they have. And so I know you mentioned being in India and really connecting to the parts of you that are beyond this external. And I wonder sort of what was that like for you growing up in Zimbabwe and how did, you know, the, some of the cultural, um, dynamics of life in Zimbabwe impact your own sense of worthiness and what were the messages like there and how did that maybe differ from what you learned when you were in India? Well, one of the things that I would say, I, I, I would say poverty mindset was something, mm. victim mindset, poverty mindset. Mm. So, so feeling like I'm a victim of my circumstances. Yeah. I'm mm. a victim because I'm living in apartheid. Yes. Which is a horrible, horrible regime that segregates people and separates people. Right. So my, grandparents my mom lived in the full thickness of that i mm. at 10 years old zimbabwe gained independence and so apartheid was abolished but i was 10 years i lived in a country with apartheid and just because it was mm. abolished doesn't mean that though you know that that atmosphere disappeared right right so so um i was brought up from a highly religious family yeah that um but but the message was was fear God. You need to be God fearing. Mm. It was sin. It was devil. It was um, mm. it, it it was it wasn't a positive message uh, of hope. It, it was a scary place for me to. Mm. I didn't feel safe in 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 that philosophy of of God fearing and devils and 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 uh, you know and. This kind of be very careful, sinning, you know, repent mm -hmm. your sins, you're a sinner, sexual, you know, um, stuff that I heard, like, you know, don't be a whore, don't be, you know, um, mm. a, you know, the, the B word. There was a lot of that uh -huh. kind of stuff put onto me as, as a young, you know, mm -hmm. girl growing up trying to figure out her stuff. I actually experienced being sexually abused from my stepfather, mm. but there wasn't a safe space for me to go and talk about this. So I never talked about mm. it until I was awakened mm. and I, you know, worked on myself and realized the sexual trauma that I'd gone through. And then I brought it out and I wrote about it in my book mm. and, and family members suddenly knew about it. And, you know, but, but as a child, when that was happening, I was like 11, you know, years old when we went to live with my um, mm. mom and my stepfather 
and that's when it started to happen. All I'd heard mm. is about sin and, 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 you know, sex is bad. And, and, and th- there was never like someone protecting me, like, Hey, listen, if somebody mm. touches you in a way that's inappropriate, come and tell mommy, you know, it was always just focused on you going to do something terrible. That's going to make us all be mm. ashamed and shame the family and shame this, you know? So that's mm. kind of was what I was brought up in a lot of tension. Yeah. Mm. A lot of anger around, um, behaving properly. Yes. Being a good yeah. girl. Yeah. A good Christian girl, being a, uh, a good person, but not knowing how mm-hmm. to do it and not really, quite frankly, having role models. Yes. Because the people that were teaching me this, like my mom and my grandmother, they had their own emotional trauma that they were dealing mm. with and trying to heal. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. so, so my mom was dating these, these men that were essentially broken. Right. Because that's mm. what happens when we haven't done the work on ourselves. Then we expose ourselves to situations that aren't very good for us, but we do it anyway because of our own broken trauma mm. and hurt. Once we start healing of ourselves of that stuff, we feel like we deserve better and then we don't allow these type of people into our lives, right? So so my mom had right. her own traumas, her own pain. My father abandoned her with two kids, mm. disappeared, totally traumatized her. And wow. so this is the type of, you know, childhood that I have. I know I'm laying a lot of heaviness right now <laughs> onto the story, <laughs> but um, I just want everybody here to know where I came from. And so yeah. my pa- your past doesn't need to define your future, but right. you do need to own the messiness of mm-hmm. what those imprints that have been handed down to you and how they're affecting what you're manifesting and what you're able to create in your life. Yeah. So I think, yeah. I hope I've answered your question in a bit of a long winded way. But yeah, no, it's, yes. a, it's a great, it's a really in-depth response. I think it's going to be really, it's powerful for people to hear one sort of you talking about sort of this cultural national overlay of you know, what happens when, you know, you're oppressed, when your country or your people are oppressed and sort of the internalization of that, that can then lead to victim mindsets and all of these things that are unhelpful, understandable, but unhelpful. And then also the trauma that you experienced and the messages around that, which basically said, you know, if you don't get it right, if you don't get it perfect, you're sinning, you're, you know, and there's often a narrative that it's, you deserve punishment. You deserve bad things if you do something wrong, right? And and this sort of how that creates a dynamic of living in fear and feeling unworthy and all of these things. And I think, you know, part of what's really powerful about your story is that you have, you know, evolved so far beyond it, right? I think the the challenge that so many people who are survivors of trauma, sexual violence have is to not create an identity out of that, that they then sort of carry with them and allow to define them for the rest of their lives, but to own and acknowledge that it happened and also evolve beyond it and know that there's so much more to them than what they went through. And I think you're such a great example of that, of living, you know, moving beyond those 
awful things that you experience and living a life of empowerment where you not only have empowered yourself and done so much, but also are using your wisdom, your knowledge, your expertise to empower other people. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that acknowledgement. So, you know, if anyone is listening to this right now, how did I overcome all this stuff? It's because I met the right people and I followed Mm. them. That's Mm. my secret. So at the age of 22, I got divorced and I found myself in India having this amazing experience of listening to new wisdom. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was instant connection that just with these new teachings that just felt like this is what I've been looking for, right? And it wasn't just on a mental level, it was on an experiential level, right? Like I literally felt the the tension, the fear, the the, the fragmentation melting away, fear mm-hmm. dissolving into feeling of trust and safety. Yeah, this feeling of being fragmented and all over the place, mentally, emotionally, starting to settle mm-hmm. down and having stillness of heart and mind. So it was a combination of mental and experiential learning that got me onto the road of Okay, so this is what it feels like to feel empowered, yeah, and to be surrounded mm. with a community of empowering people, right? So one of the mm. first things that I did was I decided that I was going to become an entrepreneur. Yes, I didn't know how. I didn't know the how because you can never know the how. You need to make a decision and then the universe is going to help you along the path of that decision. Yes. So some people are waiting for Mm. something to just happen, right? Like nothing's going to change until you've made a decision. Yes. And that decision can be as simple as this relationship is toxic. I need to move away from it. This job does not light up my soul. It is making me ill Mm -hmm. and it is just not right for me. I have to change this. You don't need to know how you're going to change it. You don't need to know, you know, anything about the how. You just need to make a decision. Enough is enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And that you're ready for change and transformation. And then like this, because I believe we're living in a friendly universe that is designed to support us. You will start Mm. to manifest messages, Mm -hmm. teachers, support on your decision that you've made. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this is how I've experienced my transformation journey. It was like, you know, we are interacting with the world in a divine way. And once you start to understand how that works, it's really quite amazing to see how Mm. you get what you focus on. You get what you ask for, but you have to have the courage Mm. to ask for it and you have to have the courage to focus on what you've asked for, right? And then we've got to stay in radical Mm. action to what we say that we want. So it's not like just, oh, magic just happens, right? So for me, I met those teachers in India But I said, this is amazing stuff. I want to know more and I'm going to stay here and learn more, right? So that was my decision to recognize that this this message of it was so much hope, love, joy, ecstasy, bliss, things that I didn't know about. I just knew more about uh, fear, Mm. confusion, limitation, self-doubt, self-loathing, right? So to be able to shift out of these Mm. states and experience something else. And this I say to my students all the time, peace is real. 
joy is real. Love mm. is real. It's as real as anger, confusion, pain. Yeah. If that feels real to you, well, this is real too. Mm-hmm. Right. So get into the realness, people. Find out more about what else can you <laughs> untap. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're saying so much that it's powerful. I recently had a conversation with a client and we we're basically talking about what does she trust? And does she trust in the good or does she trust in the bad? And I think so many people in this world trust much more in negative, in things going wrong than they do in things going right, in things coming together, in things unfolding in the way they're supposed to. And I that sort of came up for me when you were talking about, yeah, you've got to make a choice, even if you don't know all the steps. And sometimes if you wait until you know all the steps, you're going to be waiting forever, right? But sort of saying, okay, I'm, I'm getting this calling, I'm getting this whisper, I'm getting, you know, a sense intuitively that I need to make this move and trusting that things will unfold the way they need to, the way that is in a way that's supportive, kind of as you're saying. And I think so often people are scared to make a move because they're trusting that things are going to go wrong, right? They're entrusting in, what is it, Murphy's Law? Everything that can go wrong will go wrong, right? Is sort of where they're at, right? And it's a very different mentality than, okay, I'm going to take this leap of faith and trust that there will be something there to catch me or trust that I will land on my feet or trust that the next steps will unfold. And it's such a, a powerful way to journey through life versus waiting and being scared and worrying and not knowing. And I can't make a move until I have all the plans set out. And I'm going to think about all the worst possible outcomes and options first, right? Which is what so many people do. But if we're thinking about the world of manifesting and attracting, right? Like, Thinking about the worst possible outcomes and planning for that is only going to make that more likely to happen. And so what is it like to think about the best possible outcome, right? What would that be like um, and to proceed that way? Absolutely. Love, 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 love everything um, that you, you, you're throwing down here, beautiful angel. So why? Why do we operate that way? So, because I feel like understanding is, is power. Yeah. Understanding mm-hmm. is wisdom. Understanding is, you know, is, 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 is everything for growth. Right. So we're, we're living in that culture where we've trained the mind. Yes. And we've trained it by, if you look at a small child, they, a small child comes into the world as pure love. Yes. Pure love, pure consciousness, just the most pure essence. Right. And, and at one point, um, you know, the child is growing up and they, 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 they won with nature. They, lo- they just love effortlessly. They hug, they give love. They- so all of this beauty that is the human spirit is just there captured, right? And then, you know, as they grow older and older and they start needing to perform, right? At school, we start training that thought is the most, you know, is the greatest thing you can, you can, follow is power, right? And, and knowledge and wisdom. But with that comes not focusing on your strengths. There's a lot of trying to build and make everyone, I call it like a sausage machine, right? School is a bit like a sausage machine. Mm. They give the same classes. Everyone has to perform the same and you've got to go through the same process. Whereas we're unique 
There's people that have strengths. Like I have, I have, I, I have aesthetic as one of my superpowers, mm. right? I'm a visual artist. I'm, I can uh, write music, poetry. I can mm. do painting. I can do interior design. I can create trainings. Um, so I have this creativity as one of my superpowers. Also, uh, you know, I'm being able to, to create beauty visually, right? Mm. Um, helping people to, to, to just go shopping and, you know, a new style and all of that stuff. Um, and then there's other people that have the hand uh, intelligence. They can knit and sew and make incredible things with their hands, right? And it's just like there's other people that can, you know, super smart, you know, can remember a lot of stuff that they've read and da, da, da. So that's where it starts to come apart is this school system that puts you into this incubator of learning that gets you more and more disconnected from mm. your spiritual and emotional yeah. self. Right. And it mm -hmm. all starts to operate with this. Right. So we become uh, talking heads, essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's where the, 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 a lot of these like, like feeling of disconnection, fragmentation comes from because you, you, we, we just operate in the head. Yes. People even tell you, your friends, yes. like, you better think about what you're doing. Right. You better think, you better mm -hmm. think. And, and, and then we lose the connection to our intuition, to our soul, to our spirit, to our emotions. A lot of us are not taught, like I told you about my story of not being able to express the abuse that was happening to me. This was an emotional mm. disconnection because my emotions didn't matter. Nobody ever really asked mm. me, Hey, love, how are you doing? What do you feel? Mm. Yeah. My parents were just trying to shut me down the whole time, right? If you were anger, mm. angry, there wasn't any education on how to deal with that emotion. There was just like, you stop that now. You don't talk to mommy mm -hmm. like that. There wasn't, where's this coming from? What's going on there, right? Mm -hmm. um, why are you feeling this way? Because maybe then they would have discovered, yeah, I'm angry because mm -hmm. this is happening to me, right? So, mm -hmm. so, so this is what happens. We, we become uh, deficit emotionally, right? Uh, we, we start reducing our connection to to nature to to our joy our laughter all of the things that are just natural part of who you are as a human right and it becomes about achieving goals yes first the, the first thing is hey get for women it's different right get married have uh, kids mm -hmm. uh, get that success or whatever the list of this is what success looks like right yeah and so that's what that's what's happening to a lot of people so with everything that's happening in the world right now, we've been forced to re-examine what we've given power to, which is it's all about mm -hmm. the mind and, you know, goals and achieving things and getting things and looking externally. When the real yeah. magic of life is not what you have, but who you are, mm -hmm. what you get to experience on a day-to-day, moment-to-moment basis, right? Are you enjoying this journey? called life can you mm -hmm. literally wake up in the morning and feel a deep sense of gratitude to be in your body to have another day with these beautiful relationships that you have we have these relationships that we destroy because we're so focused on mm. you know our to-do list and you know and and, yeah. and and many other things that we don't enjoy our relationships we're not nurturing um beautiful relationships right so so yes it is um it's time, I think, for many people. And that's why they listen to, you know, your podcast and, and, and people are trying to get more aware of 
there's got to be another way. Like, yeah, yes. humans are, we're out of control, okay? And mm. we need to come back to our sanity. And it starts with each individual saying, I need to find my way back home. And for me, mm. home is being, you know, more emotional intelligence. Yes. More willingness mm-hmm. to feel and give unconditional love to yourself and others, right? Mm-hmm. More awareness of how fragile life is, that it can be just gone in a heartbeat. And this is the wisdom of the soul, right? So that's, I think, where I would direct people listening to this to start untapping, getting out of the head, getting back mm-hmm. into the heart back into your body. Look what we're doing to our bodies. I mean, that's a whole discussion we could go into, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just destroying our health with terrible food, bad choices because of this head that has taken over, you know, the human race. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) When we need to come back to that essence of heart, of listening, of of peace, peace and serenity and the willingness to bond with yourself instead Mm, of escape yourself mm -hmm. yeah well i'd love for you to share how you help people to use meditation for some of these things that you're talking about for sort of reconnection with ourselves connecting to who we are more than what we do right and sort of connecting to inner peace so you know, you have meditated, I think it says in your bio, more than 10,000 hours. You teach meditation. And I think people often sort of simplify meditation or sort of write it off as, oh, I can't do that, right? It's just sort of like, oh, you know, I can't do that. It's too hard or I'm not good at it. And so I'd love for you to share kind of your insights on how meditation can be a powerful tool to help people to reconnect to themselves, to connect to inter inner peace, cultivate inner peace, and those sorts of things. So when people say, I can't meditate, I say, can you breathe? Yes. Mm. Can you love? Can you listen? Can you breathe? Can you love? Can you listen? Because until you learn to love and listen to yourself, it will be extremely challenging to live a more peaceful, abundant life as far as I mm-hmm. know it and experience, right? So if we're looking for the external to keep sort of giving us approval, right? Whether it's we're looking for that approval at our work, we're looking at it from, from our kids, we're looking at it for, from whoever, but we're inside empty. There's n- we don't approve ourselves. A lot of people in that headspace live in a, self, in a, in a place of self-loathing, right? So escaping what they're truly feeling, because if they would go there, ooh, 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 ooh. Mm. yeah, I say you need to own mm-hmm. your shit, to own your brilliance, <laughs> right? Mm. So, you know, Love when you that. become quiet enough and you start to listen, then you hear that voice. It's loud. It ain't pleasant. Yes, that voice that's criticizing and judging you all day long criticizing and judging Mm -hmm. others all day long. It's a nasty habit that we just do because that's what everyone does. Yeah. We complain, we Mm -hmm. bitch, we moan, we criticize, we judge, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're resentful of 
of even mm. the smallest thing, right, triggers that inside mm-hmm. of us, that feeling of we have the right, look at this, look at this shit that's happening, right? <laughs> um, and most people, mm-hmm. unfortunately, are living in that state, but maybe not the people that are listening to this podcast. Maybe you've already started evolving and understanding the value <laughs> of change, yeah, of being mm-hmm. a change agent, of bringing a different way, which is, first of all, loving and meditation is that willingness to stop, love, and listen to yourself so that, mm. so that your self-worth comes from inside and not from yes. the money in your bank account, the amount of people liking your Facebook and the amount of people saying, oh, you're gorgeous and beautiful. So your self-worth doesn't come from there. It comes from an inner place of knowing who you are. So that is the shift mm-hmm. that I encourage anyone listening to this. Give yourself the gift of stopping to create a powerful relationship with yourself. You are, mm-hmm. there's the, the common denominator in your life is you. You're everywhere. You go to bed, you're there. You go to work, you're uh-huh. there. You go to, you know, <laughs> the ball game, you're there, right? So mm-hmm. you're going to be spending seven days a week, 300 uh, sorry, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days of the year for the rest of this period of life that we do not know about with you. Yes? Now, get this relationship yep. right and I promise you, yes. promise you, magic starts happening in your life. And if there mm-hmm. isn't magic happening in your life, if it's very messy out there, it's not because of what's happening out there. It's because of the messiness that's happening in here. Right. So that is what meditation is. It is a tool to go inside and become quiet enough to do the work that nobody wants to do, which is own your SHID so you can own your beauty. Yes. So mm. you can see that voice is my voice, that angry voice, that, uh, that victim voice, that scared voice, that um, accusing voice, that blaming voice, guilt, shame, all of these things that we just think, hey, that's normal. But is it? Is it normal to mm-hmm. be, you know, living more, let's say 80% in that state and 20% of joy? What if we could flip that around and you could feel 80% of, you know, I call it elevation. Yeah. And 20% mm-hmm. would be, yes, I'm human. I get angry. I feel sad. I have all these things. So that was the difference. That's what happened to me. Someone asked, well, what happened to you, Mahima? How did you change? Mm. That's the change that happened. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know until I started meditating how much time I spent in anger, resentment, guilt, shame, mm. blame, accusation, judgment, criticism. I had no clue. I was just mm. a walking, freaking, you know, negative machine. <laughs> I had no awareness of it until I sat down and listened and, you know, loved myself enough to say, what's really going on inside of me? What do I feel? What am I thinking? And so once I started to become aware of that, I could start connecting to the bigger version of me, my soul spirit, which allowed me to reduce the focus on the I, the me, the ego, the pain, and start to experience something else. And through that, connection to my soul. I started to heal Mahima, right? I started to Mm. be able to heal myself sexually. Yeah. All the anger that had built Mm -hmm. up because of apartheid and 
look at what these people have done. And, and now I can serve people from all over the world, whether they're white mm. or black or whatever, because I've done that inner work on myself where I'm not projecting mm. to, you know, look at these people. They did that, right? Mm-hmm. So this is called evolution, but it can only happen when you're ready to stop, listen, and love and understand mm. what's really going on inside of you. So meditation is that tool. It makes it faster. It makes it speedier. It just will, you mm. know, like I've seen people come to having done years and years of therapy, you know, analyzing what I call the I, the me, the ego, trying to dissect mm-hmm. it, trying to understand it, re-talking about the trauma again and again, going in, the feeling the pain, feel, you know, and they've come into this work and couldn't believe in what's a short amount of time they were able to get distance from that pain, that trauma, that negativity, mm. and experience something else, an expansion, a love, mm. a peace, a joy that is just part of your, your nature. And again, if you need mm-hmm. evidence of it, look at a child. You, that's you. you mm. That essence is your true essence. It's pure, unconditional love, pure presence, pure love, pure joy. And you can even see that in old people. We start to return back to that you know, mm. it's softness mm-hmm. and, you know, we came as love and we leave as love, you know, ultimately. And the question is, can you find that love while you're still alive? That's the awakening. Sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Mahima, you are totally speaking my language. I love it. I mean, it's just everything that you're saying is so aligned with what I share with people as I help them to embrace their unconditional self-worth, right? Part of what we do is, hey, let's notice how you're treating yourself, right? And I think there's not enough conversation about the primary relationship that we all have, which you highlighted, which is our relationship with ourselves. And not enough people are paying attention to how are you talking to yourself day in, day out, hour after hour, and realizing that that is going to impact you. If you are beating yourself up for every little thing and all this stuff, that's going to affect you. It's like somebody walking around on side, inside of you and saying, oh, I can't believe you did that, whatever, right? And so I think just even that awareness and what I hear you saying is that meditation gives you the space to see that, right? That in the practice, you start to see where are my thoughts going? What are they doing, right? And then there's also these core aspects, which are you don't judge yourself for it, right? You don't layer on top another, I can't believe I'm thinking like this, but that you love yourself, which is this other piece you're talking about, right? You offer yourself grace, you're understanding the context that this came about in understanding your personal history, cultural history, the society you grew up in, and how all of that created these negative thoughts. So you're, so you're offering yourself love and grace. I talk a lot about it as compassion or self kindness, right? And that you're also listening, right? Listening to what's happening in your mind and also connecting to who you are beyond all of these thoughts, right? Who you are beyond all of the things that have happened to you. Um, and that, that, that practice of sitting, you know, sitting in meditation, practicing this listening, this loving, and oh, now I'm forgetting the third one. I just love out of my mind. L- listen. And um, now I'm also getting a brain, a brain seizure. <laughs> listen, love. Um, yeah, yeah, what was it? Uh, listen, listen, love. I don't know. Um, I don't know what I did, but <laughs> play it back. You'll hear the third one. Yeah, you'll, but you know what I mean? It, it's, 
Yes. And then I think it's powerful because it's also a practice, right? And I talk a lot about that, right? That these are not a breathe, one and breathe. done things. Listen, love, and breathe. breathe. If you can listen, love, and breathe, yes. you've got the tools of empowerment. Go. Yes. There we go. Right. <laughs> and that you do it again and again and again, that this is a new way of being, which is often what I talk about for people's self-worth journey. It's not about checking a box or reaching a destination. It's about a new way of being with yourself, a new way of showing up to life. And it really sounds like, you know, what you're talking about with meditation and how you teach it provides a tool, right? Provides a really powerful tool for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Talking about breath. Why is the breath so important? Because the breath is never in the past or the future. You know, mm. when you breathe, like if you just take a deep breath right now, your breath is your superpower. Yeah. The breath mm. allows you to make a different choice. I'm always saying to my students, you only are making two choices ever in your life all of the mm. time. You're either choosing to lean into some kind of positivity or you're choosing to lean into some kind of negativity. Those are the only two choices you're ever making all day long, all day long. Mm. You're just making two choices. Yes. And a better choice is one deep breath away. Yes. Mm. Because when we breathe, it allows us to come back to the present moment. And transformation yes. or true wisdom, that's the place where you access it. You don't access yeah. it in your memories because memories are false. You don't always remember what happened. You can come up with, oh, he said this, she said that. And then someone else was at the same place. Well, no, I didn't say that. She said, so they're not reliable. And the future doesn't exist. It's not real. The future is a fantasy we've been sold to keep us in, in prison, mm -hmm. in prison. Literally with, mm. you know, if we talk about shackles and chains, that's what the future is. Yes. Mm. And a lot of people are living with those chains and shackles and they're prisoner of the future that doesn't exist. Trying to solve problems that may never come into being. This is worrying, right? Worry. We're, what's going to happen? Like, we yes. don't know what's going to happen. We're just mm -hmm. here right now. And can you live in that truth? I have no idea. The only thing I know for true and certain is that I have another breath. Mm. I know that I'm here with you on this podcast, having this wonderful moment. That's all I know. And that's all that's real. The next mm -hmm. moment will bring whatever it brings. It could be something great or it could be something not so great. That's the nature of reality on planet Earth. We're living in a mystery. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the more we can accept this, the funny thing is the more control you have over what really matters. This is the, mm. the, the thing that I, the mind blowing thing that I've seen. You know, so, so I'll have, um, if I give more concrete examples of this, right? So I'll have a student that's like, Mahima, I, this, this job gives me security. I can't just quit my job and go after mm. my passion, right? And I said, love, job doesn't give you security. Okay. Mm. You, you, this job could be gone in another way because the universe just, you, you're fired, right? So it's not mm -hmm. only that you get to leave your job. The job could just be gone. Right. So this, it's a false sense of security that you, there is mm -hmm. no security. You don't even know how much time you have in this body. So let's mm -hmm. talk about security. I mean, if you don't even know if you're going to be around, you know, 
in two hours or three hours or in two days. Like, what security are you talking about? Right? Like, are you living in a different mm-hmm. truth than than I do? Right? Yeah. The truth is, you have no security. You don't even know how much time you have in this body, right? So while you're worrying about some future time that doesn't exist. You, you know, you're not actually living in the present of what is, yeah. right? And so most people will destroy their current situation because of mm. hoping for a better future. So think about, you know, so, and how, what do I mean by that? By destroy your current situation because you're not able to relax and enjoy it. Your, your intention, mm-hmm. your, your anxiety about what's going to happen or what mm-hmm. has happened, right? And you can see as you're watching me doing this, how stressy it looks and feels. It's because mm-hmm. it is stressy and it, it is exhausting. Mm-hmm. So what I invite people to do is let go and open your mm-hmm. eyes and see the truth. Yes. And the truth is you only have two choices. You can resp- how you respond to life. Yes. So you could get angry or you could say, no, I choose to respond with grace and love and compassion. Now, I'm not saying that I don't get angry. Like, you know, I'm not saying that I'm always in control and I can, but I, <laughs> even if I do get angry, I know I'm hijacked by my ego, mm. the little me, the little Mahima that's mm-hmm. lost perspective of what's really going on here, right? So that then those emotions, you're hijacked in your, in your anger, in your, in your story. But if you have the awareness, you can see it and then you can choose to make a different choice. Because what, you know, people say it's so hard to be peaceful. I say it's so hard to not be peaceful. It mm. takes it's such a lot of energy mm. and consumption. So once you mm-hmm. train that muscle, it's actually easier to just go, oh, come back to peace. <sighs> just let mm-hmm. it go. Breathe, breathe, and focus. Focus on what matters. Yeah. And what matters and what's real is that you have this moment. And in this moment, you can be either creating something more loving, beautiful, and generous, or you can be creating something negative. You get to choose. Nobody can, is holding a gun at our heads, telling us what to think, what to feel, and what to do. So that's what Mm -hmm. we have control over. And the whole self-development path is about taking control of what you can control which is your thoughts, feelings, and actions. And being in serenity and grace with what you can control. Other people's emotions, Mm -hmm. other people's actions, other people's thoughts and feelings. Yes, what's happening in the world on a political stage. Now, you can decide to be the change in the world by saying, this is an important topic for me, so I'm going to focus and do something here. That's great. Mm -hmm. Instead of just bitching and moaning about it, like, Say, I don't like this. I'm going to change it. Use that energy. Mm -hmm. Use that energy. Channel that aggression into something, you know, uh, beautiful, which is creating change in the world. I call that your mission. Get get passionate. Mm -hmm. Get fired up. If you don't like something, change it. Yeah? Rather than just using that as a reason to go into your negativity. So think about that. Every time you get lost, two choices. You're either one breath away from peace. You're one breath away from freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and that's such a powerful way to, to start being able to, 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 to create more peace and love in your everyday life. 
you are choosing your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Take charge. Yeah, I think (laughs) a lot of what you're saying is so radical and liberating. I think for a lot of people, it's scary. The idea of, you know, releasing this um, attempt at controlling the future at creating a sense of false security by planning everything and thinking about everything. And even though that's stressful, letting it go feels scary. And so I think, you know, what you're offering is really powerful and radical. And I know that people will need guidance, right? That this is, this is why, you know, you've transformed so many lives because you, you guide through people through this process. And I believe you have a free meditation challenge. So for those who are listening, who are like, okay, like Mahima has convinced me that meditation is something I need in my life. Tell them about um, this challenge and how they can sign up for it and get engage and, and really just connect with you further and get your guidance in some of these practices. Thank you so much. So this um, meditation is something that we used to offer to our like elite inner student trainings. And uh, for my 50th birthday last year, I decided more people need to have access to this because it is just such a juicy, juicy, juicy way to start developing rapidly your ability mm. to stop, listen, and breathe. Yes, it is, and love. Yes, to love, you know, listen and breathe. It is, it is um, just 15 minutes that you're going to be giving yourself as a gift each day. And in those 15 minutes, I, what, what we're doing is reprogramming you to take your focus away from negativity and put it onto peace, love, joy, regardless of what's happening in your external environment. Yes, because what I've learned is that what's happening outside doesn't need to define my response. Yes, I have the right to live my life with more peace, with more love, with more joy. Yes. So, um, my, my, you know, my teacher, one of the things that he said to me is Mahima, I'm going to teach you an inner peace, a love and a joy that is not dependent on external circumstances, events Mm. or people. I'm going to repeat that because I just love it, love it, love it. That's what Mm -hmm. I do. That's what, you know, my whole, um, life is about. Yeah. Showing people an inner peace, a love and a joy. That's not dependent on external circumstances, events, or people. If you're looking for power, that it's understanding the sentence mm-hmm. that I just said. A lot of us mm-hmm. are victims of everything that's happening is a, we, we just jumping all mm-hmm. over emotionally based on, you know, what this person's doing, what the world is doing, what, you know, and we're very fragmented. And I'm offering you an opportunity with this 21 day challenge. To start taking charge of the fact that you get to decide what you think, what you feel, and how you act. Nobody Mm -hmm. has that power over you. And if you give yourself the gift of this meditation, which is free, by the way, it's an act we're just giving away because we just want more people to feel inner peace, to feel love, and to feel joy. It's your birthright. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is your, you, and that's why you're going to find it if you do it. Actually, 
it's so easy because mm. you're not learning something new. You're reconnecting with what you've always been and what you will always be, right? So that, that wisdom of the soul is just in there, but our focus is out there. And that's why we don't mm. feel it and experience it. So literally the 21 day challenge is just an opportunity to reconnect to that soulful presence and where when you get there, you feel trust, you feel safe, you feel content, you feel whole, you feel full. And from there, mm -hmm. you start to operate in your daily life. Yes, because you're not looking for something to give you those feelings. You are being that which you were born. And there you operate in your business. There you bring into your relationships. There you come and into the world. Imagine if more people were living from that space. Yes, of mm -hmm. overflowing with juiciness of light energy, right? So that's yeah. what I believe, you know, is possible if you give yourself the gift of this 21-day meditation. Island. But just remember, right, you may need to, if you want to go really, really deep where you're like, oh God, I'm told you might need to go and do it again. Okay. Do it once and then do it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to, and, you know, I mean, my students, they love it. They just keep doing it over and over again because it's like, why wouldn't you? It's so juicy and, and delicious. <laughs> Well, I love that. I mean, it seems like such a wonderful free gift that you're giving. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do it. I'm excited. Um, and I know that our listeners will. I think this is such a great opportunity to dive into meditation that's going to be powerful and transform it, transformative and have a guide like Mahima uh, on this journey. So thank you for offering that. We'll have it linked in the show notes. So just go down to the show notes so you can click and sign up and get started um, on the 21 days. And I'm assuming people can start whenever um, that, you know, you, whatever day you click is the day that you can start your 21 days um, and maybe get a friend to do it with you. 100%. And then, you know, join us, join us on Facebook, Mahima, you know, um, I think uh, my Instagram handle is Mahima Mindset. So the Mahima Mindset, that's the brand. And so if you go to Mahima Mindset on Instagram and let us know how it's going in the 21 day challenge, right? And maybe we can give you tips or insights or anything that could help and support the process. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing your Instagram and Facebook so people can continue to connect with you. You've shared so much valuable wisdom um, here on the episode today. And I'm really grateful for you taking the time and sharing your bright and, and joyful energy with us. And I know that you've inspired so many people to kind of think about how they can take, you know, agency control of, of their lives and shift it into having more inner peace, having more joy, having more love. And I know it's going to be really powerful. So thank you so much, Mahima. Thank you, Adia, for having me here and just going to like leave everyone with the message, you know, uh, sadness, confusion, hate is real. Peace, love, joy is mm. real. Get into it. Mm. Get balanced, right? <laughs> Live that balanced life. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com, and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. 
You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy.